taken from Matthew chapter 28, and I'm reading from verse 1. Matthew 28, and reading from verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of them into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Easter. We thank you for the Easter story. We thank you that you did indeed raise your son back to life. And we pray this morning as we look into this familiar story that you might stir something within us that we too might experience that resurrection for ourselves in our own lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some of us were uh, up at uh, some unearthly hour uh, this morning. I wonder on that first first resurrection morning, I wonder whether they had to put the clocks forward an hour. And Jesus was in the tomb and was thinking, oh, Lost an hour there, got to get up an hour early. Well, we were, we were up early this morning. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I'm always worried on, especially on Easter morning, you know what I mean? You can't oversleep, can you? So I'd, uh, I'd put my phone, uh, which is, which is a phone that somebody else had given me, so I'm not so, uh, all favour that. I'd move my phone forward an hour before I went to bed and set the alarm, uh, for six o'clock. Uh, not realising that the phone would automatically put the put the clock forward another hour, so my alarm went off at five o'clock. <laughs> I jumped out of bed and it, and it was pit, it was really pitch dark, and I thought, gosh, it's, it is really dark. And when I got to the bathroom, with the bathroom clock I hadn't changed, it said four o'clock, and that confused me because at that time in the morning you're kind of not really awake, and I'm thinking, is it four o'clock or is it five o'clock or is it six o'clock? And so I actually went to the phone and I rang one, two, three. It's amazing, you ring one, two, three, and it tells you the time. And it was five o'clock. So I, I went back to bed. <laughs> Having set my alarm to go off again an hour later, and I woke up and I was here with these wonderful people uh, on a hill 
Not so far away. It was cold, wasn't it? And what was it that Glenn said to us? Can anybody remember? Jesus rose from the dead and some of you can't even get out of bed. You know who you are. We're not pointing any fingers. You know who you are. It was great though, wasn't it? It's something great, isn't it, about getting up early on Easter Sunday morning and, uh, and celebrating the fact that Christ is risen. The strange thing about the, uh, about the Easter story is that, uh, you know, when Jesus rose from the grave, nobody actually witnessed it. Nobody was there. Nobody saw what actually happened on that first Easter morning. Nobody saw Jesus coming out of the grave. And there's a sense in which um, nobody really knows what happens. And of course, lots of theologians and, and Bible scholars have tried to explain it and, uh, and, uh, and, and explain how somebody can be dead and then come back to life. But there's a sense in which we can't explain it. But what we can do is feel the effects. Because today I'm thinking about the fact that Easter uh, is about the day that the earth shook. Easter, it's the day that the earth shook. And we've got special effects. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. For Matthew, Easter is an earthquake. It's an earth-shattering, an earth-moving moment in the history of the world. The message version of the Bible puts it like this. Suddenly, the earth reeled and rocked under their feet as God's angel came down from heaven. There's a sense in which Easter, you know, it was the invention, wasn't it, of rock and roll. You know, there was a rock and the angel made it roll. And everybody was all shook up. Uh huh. I like the way Matthew tells Easter. Earlier on, just after Jesus died, this is how Matthew describes. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs and after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Talk about the living dead. What do we make of that? Tombs opening, dead people coming back to life. This is how Matthew explains uh, Easter. The earth shook. Easter is the day that the earth shook. 
Three days that shook the world. I guess that's how the newspapers would report it. Luke does, a, a, does Easter as a meal on the Sunday evening. It's very nice, isn't it? A walk with two people and, a, and, a, and a, an evening meal. John has the resurrection. Uh, Jesus encountered Mary Magdalene in the garden. But for Matthew, Easter is an earthquake. With doors shaken off tombs and dead people walking the streets. And the earth shaking. Matthew gives it the Steven Spielberg, doesn't he? This is a, a, an epic gospel where the earth shook. Easter is an earthquake. God did in Easter in invading the tomb what God did in Christmas in a virgin's womb. He did the impossible. Just as the virgin birth was an impossibility, so was a man coming back from the dead. God did in Easter in invading the tomb what God did in Christmas in a virgin's womb. The day that the earth shook and they were all shook up. Everyone. Everything. The earth felt the effects of Easter. The actual earth uh, reacted to Easter. We read that there was a violent earthquake Paul talks, doesn't he, about the the whole uh, earth waiting and groaning in anticipation. Uh, the earth felt the effects of that first Easter Sunday. Uh, the angel felt the effects. The angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled away the stone. The angel felt the effects. The grave felt the effects. Going to the tomb, the angel rolled back the stone and sat on it. Uh, the grave couldn't hold Jesus. For most people, the grave is the end, isn't it? It's the end of the story. The end of the life. Uh, I've gathered with many people in my role as a Baptist minister around the grave. And there's a sense in which, for many people... Uh, if they don't have faith, that that's the end, as they say their last goodbyes, that that's it, it's over. Um, but for Jesus, it was just the beginning. You'd be cross with me if I didn't include this little Easter joke in my sermon, but you do know what Arnold Schwarzenegger's favourite Christian festival is, don't you? You have to love Easter, baby. And you know why it's his favourite, don't you? Because another one of his phrases was, I'll be back. wonder where they got that idea from, I'll be back. I'll be back. The grave could not hold him. Because Jesus had told the disciples that he would be back. But nobody believed him. Nobody thought that it was possible. Because when, when somebody dies, that's it, it's the end. The grave felt the effects of that first Easter, the day that the earth shook. The guards felt the effects. The guards felt the effects. Those tough Roman soldiers, the guards were so afraid of him, that's the angel, that they shook. You see, they were all shook up. And they became like dead men, dropping to the grounds. The effects of Easter, it had an effect on everything, on everybody. Just so that you could visualise it. The day that the earth shook. 
And of course the women felt the effects. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. The women, when they got up on that first Easter morning, they had prepared spices and, and, and stuff to, to anoint Jesus' body. As they walked to the tomb, the conversation and the concern, you know, wasn't would Jesus be dead or not. It was how they were going to move the stone because they knew that a huge stone had been placed. They weren't expecting to go there and find that Jesus wasn't there. They weren't expecting an angel from heaven to appear sitting on the stone. They were afraid. And the angel says to the women, do not be afraid. And I wonder, did the angel say to the guards before that, be afraid? Because God's just about to shake everything up just before they dropped to the floor like dead men. So the women felt the effects. They hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. That mixture of fear because their world's been turned upside down and they can't really understand or comprehend what's happened. But joy, because Jesus is no longer in the tomb and they've been told the impossible, that he is alive and that they will see him. And then suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, I don't know whether that's the correct translation or not, but it, it seems to, at this point, having, Matthew's made so much, earthquake, people, dead bodies coming out, rocks splitting, and then Jesus appears and says, greetings. Maybe he's just trying to downplay the fact. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus says, again, Jesus says, don't be afraid. Everybody was afraid. You would be afraid, wouldn't you, if somebody came back to life? People talk about ghosts, don't they? And, and that's people's idea of, of, of what you may experience. Uh, but they were experiencing a real person. That they had witnessed died, they knew that his person had died. And so there was a, a, a fear going on there about what was happening. And sometimes, you know, when we deal with God, we, we, we can be a little bit blasé, can't we? Uh, and sometimes we, we lose that fear. There is a fear. I, I've experienced that fear of God because you're dealing with somebody um, who we can't fully understand or explain, somebody who is who's so big and so vast and uh, actually quite scary. Quite scary. And they were experiencing this fear, uh, mingled with joy as they met Jesus. The women felt the effects. What about you and what about me? Have you felt the, the effects of the resurrection? Has your world been shaken by the fact that Jesus is alive and risen? Have you felt the effects of Easter. 
Has your world been shaken? We might say, well, Easter been there, done that, got the t-shirt, we do it every year. Um, we know what to expect. You see, the difference between us and those first disciples is, is we know how the story works out. And however, you know, however I try and wrap it up, you know what's coming, don't you? You know, you know that Jesus is going to pop out of the box at some stage. He's not going to stay there. And so there's no surprise. And the sense in which we do become a little bit, yeah, we know Jesus is alive. And, and yeah, we try and drum up a little bit of excitement and we sing the songs and some of us even, you know, might clap and, 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 and start to move them out a little bit because there is that sense of excitement. But we know the story. And there's a sense in which if we're not careful, you know, it, be, it can become a little bit tired. And maybe that's an example of what some of our faiths have, have come a little bit tired and a little bit warm. Because we've been there and we've done it and we've worn the t-shirt. But for Matthew, Easter's an earthquake. I don't know if you've ever, ever experienced an earthquake. Some of you were in uh, Birmingham, weren't you, for the Baptist World Alliance. And I think we had a bit of a, uh, a tremor or a tornado or something while we were there. That's the closest I've been to uh, experiencing anything like that. But when, the, when, when there's an earthquake, you know, the earth actually moves and buildings shake, and uh, you don't just sit around as if nothing happens. You you jump up and you probably run out of your house and you try and find cover. And uh, we talk, don't we, of earth-shattering moments, and the resurrection is an earth-shattering moment because nothing was going to be the same. None of these people were going to go back to how they lived their lives before. They couldn't possibly. None of those people were going to go back to thinking how they had thought before because everything had been shaken up and it had all come out very differently because a man had risen from the dead and everything from that moment on was going to be different. Easter is an earthquake that shook the whole world. Easter is an earthquake that shook the whole world. Maybe it's time to let God shake your world. Maybe it's time to allow God to shake your world, to experience the resurrection. Because when we experience the resurrection, we cannot live, we cannot go back to how things were before. Because we know, we know that death no longer is that final thing. We don't need to fear death. We know that suffering, although it's horrible and we don't like to see it, we know that it doesn't last forever because we have an eternity with God. We have hope, even in the face of terrible situations that some of us have to face and people around the world. We can offer hope because Jesus conquered death sin and suffering and he gives us hope even in the face of death maybe it's time to let God shake your world the women hurried away from the tomb afraid yet filled with joy when was the last time that you actually experienced that mixture of fear and joy because you knew that you were encountering the living God when was the last time that you actually experienced God's presence in such a real way that you did feel that your world was being shaken? 
You can't explain it, but you can experience it. Maybe you've never experienced it and you, you want to experience it. And uh, if that's the case, then you, you need to talk to somebody or, or talk to me because uh, we can help you in, in those ways. We can pray with you. But the resurrection is something to be experienced rather than explained. It's that earth-trembling moment when everything changes. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. And they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. The women here, for the first time, come to Jesus and they worship him. And we see this in, in other disciples as they realise what's going on. Thomas, the one that doubted, the one that wouldn't believe unless he put his fingers in Jesus' hand and side and saw it for himself. And some of us can identify with Thomas because there's a, a doubter lurking in each of us somewhere that, that can't comprehend that it could be so. But what is it that Thomas says when he sees Jesus? Thomas says to him, my Lord and my God. The disciples' experience of the resurrection changed their lives completely. They couldn't go back to how it was before. You can't explain it, but you can experience it. And my hope and prayer for you all on this Easter Sunday is that you experience the resurrection and that you have that earthquake moment where everything is shaken and Jesus is alive.